listening to Feminist Inc. Podcast, the show that brings you my unique perspective as a Nigerian woman on everything feminism. I'm your host, and I'm here to share my honest ex- opinions and experiences on topics that matter to you as Nigerian women and feminists. Whether it's a solo episode, a guest interview, or a group discussion, you always find something to laugh, think, and learn from. This is Feminist Inc., the podcast where I tell it like it is. Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of season two. <laughs> Honestly, like I have so much in store for this season. Like, mm-mm-mm. you guys are in for it. And I said I'm not. I'm, I said I'm not. Going to, I'm going to stop saying guys now because we're guys and babes. My people. Let me start with. Let me be saying my people. My peeps. Uh-huh. You peeps. Your eyes have not seen what I'm about to bring for you in this season. So, like, seriously. Anyways, anyways, don't forget to follow me on Instagram or not, across all social media platforms. Anyway, there's social media, I'm there. Then, like, ah, I say like, hey, oh gosh, my brain is still giving inst- Instagram brain. Okay, this is podcast brain now. Ayo, focus, focus, subscribe rate and leave a review it really 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 helps me out <laughs> i'm just so excited for season two. Oh my gosh i have a lot of guests lined up interesting perspectives different people new faces new voices and everything you know on today's episode i'm going to be talking about when i say systemic oppression systemic misogyny what do i mean like because i was having this conversation with a friend of mine and i told her that i told her that misogyny and sexism is systemic oppression is systemic oppression is systemic which is why there's nothing like reverse sexism there's no such thing as a woman being sexist to a man because sexism and misogyny are systemic in nature now what do i mean i'm sure you guys have heard the phrase a lot feminists do throw the phrase around a lot but some of you may not know what it means and even if you do know what it means stick around for a deeper understanding okay firstly what is oppression oppression is when a group of people is treated unfairly or unjustly because of their identity so that their gender race class sexual orientation religion or age yes i've experienced that age one very well oppression can take many forms such as violence discrimination harassment exclusion or exploitation oppression can also be internalized meaning that people who are oppressed may start to believe negative that is where internalized misogyny comes in you know when the oppressed has so much internalized and you know taking in the message of the oppressor that they start to believe negative things about themselves just like a prisoner building his own or her own cage you get now what is systemic oppression what is systemic oppression systemic oppression is when the systems and structures of society are designed or function in a way that benefits some groups of people while disadvantaging others Systemic oppression is often based on historical patterns of mistreatment and domination that have been ingrained in the culture and laws of the society for a long time. For example, 
Systemic racism is when the systems and structures of society favor white people over people of color. Systemic sexism, on the other hand, or misogyny, is when the systems and structures of society favor men over women, which is what I like to call patriarchy. Systemic classism is when the systems and structures of society favor rich people over poor people, and so on and so forth. Systemic oppression can affect every aspect of life for the oppressed groups. It can limit their access to education, healthcare, employment, housing, justice, safety, representation, participation, and dignity. It can also shape their experiences of violence, poverty, discrimination, marginalization, and exclusion. Systemic oppression can also intersect and overlap with other forms of oppression. For example, a black woman may face both systemic racism and systemic sexism in her life double trouble imagine this means that she may face more challenges and barriers than a white woman or a black man however today we're going to talk about how misogyny is systemic in our society what do i mean by misogyny misogyny is the hatred contempt or prejudice against women and manifests itself in various ways across different spheres of life for example in politics media culture religion education health economy and so on Misogyny is not just about calling women names or harassing them on the streets, though that's also very important. It's about denying them their rights, also about denying them their rights, dignity, autonomy, and voice. Misogyny is deeply rooted in our history, traditions, and institutions. It's not something that only affects a few women or a certain class of women. It affects all of us, regardless of our age, ethnicity, religion, or education level. And it's not something that we can ignore or wish away. It's something that we have to confront and challenge every single day. There are so many examples of how misogyny is systemic in Nigeria. And I could talk for hours. But let me give you some of the most glaring ones. Okay, let's start with politics. As you know, Nigeria is a democracy, right? We have elections, we have a constitution, we have a parliament, we have a president. But how many women do you see in these positions of power and decision making? How many women are elected as governors, senators, representatives or ministers? How many women are appointed as judges, commissioners or ambassadors? How many women are consulted or involved in policy making or budgeting? In fact, according to the Interparliamentary Union, IPU, as of January 2021, Nigeria ranked 181st out of 190 countries in terms of women's representation in parliament, Louvatton. Ah ah! No, that is just too bad. And we call ourselves the giant of Africa. Well, that, that one must have been in the past too, because there's nothing giant about us anymore. Except maybe giants in, in, in sexism, misogyny, failure, you know, you get what I'm saying? Except that, cha, nothing giant about us. Only 4% of the seats in the House of Representatives and 6% of the seats in the Senate were held by women. That is abysmal. Completely abysmal. And it is not because women are not interested or qualified to run for office or hold leadership positions. It is because they face multiple barriers and obstacles that prevent them from doing so. Such as lack of funding, lack of party support, lack of media coverage, lack of security, and protection from violence and intimidation, lack of mentorship and networking opportunities, 
lack of family and community support and so on. Imagine if a woman says she wants to become the president or she wants to run for a political post. You get that kind of thing now. Even as a Nigerian, as a fellow Nigerian, we both know the, we all know the, we both know the kind of reception she, she is going to receive. And what is worse is that when women do manage to overcome these barriers and get elected or appointed into office, they are often marginalized, silenced or ridiculed by their male counterparts and by the public. They are subjected to sexist comments, jokes and insults. They are accused of being incompetent, corrupt or immoral. They are questioned about their marital status, their appearance or their sexuality. They are expected to conform to stereotypical gender roles or face backlash. Now, let's, let's leave Nigeria for a moment. I think the Prime Minister of New Zealand, she was a woman. I'm willing to see what this woman faced from the press, asking her stupid questions about her looks, her dress, how does she balance being a mom and, and, and being the Prime Minister. All manner of sexist nonsense that men don't have to go through at all. Now talk of Nigeria. Nigeria has never reached that stage that they even have a, a, a female president that will even be in that in, female that will even be that high level of you know government. And I'm not trying to say that women are not corrupt or incompetent. That would be extremely sexist of me, because women are whole human beings, not angels. All I'm trying to say is that don't assume something about a leader just because they are a woman. It doesn't make sense, okay? sexist and it's bigotry so stop it if you are doing it and if you are not no good job that's the normal thing now the worst the worst upon the worst upon the worst is that when women try to advocate for women's rights and interest in politics or policy making they are often met with resistance hostility or indifference by the male dominated institutions and structures they are dismissed as being too radical too emotional or too divisive they are told to wait for their turn, to compromise, or to be graceful for what they have. They are threatened with sanctions, suspensions, or expulsions if they dare to challenge the status quo or demand accountability. Yes, and it's true. Everything I've said is so freaking true. Especially now that they say they are told to, to, to be happy about what they have. Uh, they, sh- they, they should just be graceful for, for, the, for the crumbs they've thrown at us. And those so-called crumbs they didn't throw it at us we fought for them we fought for our rights to vote we fought for our rights to do so many things nobody handed it to us on a silver platter so it's just the truth like when i say uh, misogyny is systemic this is a system the political the entire political system is completely set up against women like the entire political system is set up against women like okay let's see this one now when women suffer from these forms of misogyny in politics, they are often blamed for their own oppression. They are told that they are not good enough, not smart enough, not strong enough, not man enough. They are told that they should work harder, behave better, or dress differently. They are told that they should be more like men or more like the good women who know their place and don't cause trouble. I'm sure any ambitious woman has experienced this. I mean, after all the barriers that we face and everything, all the systems of, of in the politics of men coming at us with their useless sexist jokes and blah, 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 and harassing us in the in the workplace and everything, like a woman trying to campaign, you know, on the internet, people be saying BS and everything. 
women don't like get into those positions of power. They're not really bl- they're not blamed for something that men and the society at large should be held accountable for. Like do you do you get like b- blamed for your own oppression? Yes, fine, I guess it's some women, as I said before, they've internalized the message of the patriarchy, they inter- internalize these systems of oppression. And they are, they are they use their hand to build their own prisons. I have to agree with that. But you don't blame the oppressed for their oppression. Do not. This is very wrong. Now, moving on to the economic system. Economic system. You know, I said earlier that, okay, oppression is systemic. There are systems in place that, you know, systems in place that prevent women from reaching their full potential. Definitely some women will always reach their full potential because we are badass women. And there will always be exceptions to the rules and there will always be like, you know now, but like, what is Let's say there are 10 men and there are 10 women. Let's say 8 men reach the finishing line to their successful careers and blah, 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 with two obstacles. The, let's say, then when I say 5 women will reach the finishing line to their own successfulness with 10 obstacles. So when I say that, okay, women don't get successful, I want to say that men don't have um, obstacles. We're just trying to say that. There are some things that, as a man, you are never going to have to face. Let's just face it. There are some things that, as a man, you are never going to have to face. There are some things that women go through that, as a man, you are never going to have to face. You take it or leave it. Now, moving on to another system. The economic system is the way that goods and services are produced, distributed, and consumed in a society. It includes aspects such as education, employment, income, wealth, poverty, trade, market, taxes, subsidies, regulations, and policies. The economic system in Nigeria is oppressive to women in many, many ways. It denies women equal access to education, employment, land, credit, and other resources. It exploits women's labor and pays them less than men for the same work. It excludes women from decision-making and leadership roles in economic institutions and activities. It exposes women to poverty, insecurity, and violence, and reinforces the gender stereotypes and norms that limit women's potential and choices. Now, I've heard it with my own two ears from somebody I know say that in their company, in a particular part of their company, there are no women there because they've done they've turned this into an all men's club. Do you get? These are the things that women have to face. Like, as a man, you, you, there's no way you go that they will not accept. They will not say, "Oh, you are a man, you cannot come here." Unless it's a woman's like safe space for women to come and talk about that. But this one is not safe. Space. This one, we are talking work. We are talking work. Like, what the hell? Different, different, ayo, different. According to the World Bank, as of 2019, only. F- only 49.6 of women aged 15 and above were literate, compared to 72% of men. This means that nearly half of the women in Nigeria lack the basic skills and knowledge to participate effectively in the economy. According to the World Bank, as of 2019, only 40.8% of women participated in the labor force, compared to 73.3% of men. This means that more than half of women in Nigeria are not employed or actively looking for work. According to the World Bank, as of 2019, only 17.2% of women owned land, compared to 48.7% of men. This means that less than one-fifth of women in Nigeria have access to one of the most important assets for economic empowerment and security. According to the World 
Economic Forum Global Gender Gap Report 2020. Nigeria ranked 128th out of 153 countries in terms of economic participation and opportunities for women. This means that Nigeria is among the worst performers in the world when it comes to closing the gender gap in economic outcomes. According to the National Bureau of Statistics, Poverty and Inequality Report 2019, 40.1% of Nigerians live below the national poverty line of 137,430 naira per year. That's $356. That's a dollar for a day. However, this figure masks significant gender disparities. While 38.7% of men live below the poverty line. 41.6% of women did so. This means that women are more likely than men to be poor in Nigeria. According to UN Women's Progress of the World Women's Report 2019-2020, Nigerian women earned an average 75% of what men earned for working similar works or jobs rather in 2018. This means that for every 100 naira that men earned, Women earned only 75 naira. According to UN Women's Progress of the World Women's Report 2019, Nigerian women spent on average 5 hours and 16 minutes per day on unpaid domestic and care work in 2018, compared to only 51 minutes for men. How? This means that women spend more than 6 times as much time as men on work that is not recorded, recognized, or rewarded by the economy. Wow. I just say let me blow up some statistics so some facts so people can see that I'm not lying. You can check it out. In fact, I'll drop the link, the links to everything I mentioned, all the facts I mentioned in the show notes. So please check it out. See for yourself when I say that there are systems in place. And women in Nigeria are more likely to be poor. They are more likely to, to be affected by poverty because one, they are less likely to be educated. They are more likely to be illiterate. And it's easier for you to find work if you know what you are doing. Like, if you have gone to school. You get. But yet, because of cultural systems, which I will get to shortly, they are unable to go to school. And when you are unable to go to school, they are unable to find work, which is how they are, they are failed by the economic system. And when they are unable to find work, they are unable to go to school. How will they be able to fight for their rights? How will they be able to, to you know, progress move forward that's why some of them they end up building the chains of their own oppression by themselves with their own hands in december 2020 a report by the world bank revealed that nigeria has one of the lowest rates of female entrepreneurship in sub-saharan africa the report found that only 15 percent of nigerian women own or run a business compared to 31 percent of men the report also identified several barriers that nigerian women face in starting or growing a business such as lack of access to finance land market skills and networks the report also noted that the covid 19 pandemic has worsened the situation for women entrepreneurs in nigeria by disrupting their businesses and increasing their domestic responsibilities can you see Apart from the fact that, okay, she didn't go to school. The little work that she can find, she has children to take care of, most likely. She has a husband, or as I like to call them, man-child to take care of. Can you imagine? Later now, they say women are not hardworking. Women are not this, women are not that. But can you really blame us? We are the most hardworking of the lot. Please, let's not even go there. Let us not go there. These are just some of the facts and figures that show how the economic system in Nigeria has failed women. But these are not just numbers. These are realities that affect millions of women 
every day. There are realities that limit their opportunities and choices. There are realities that undermine their dignity and well-being. Now, moving on to cultural systems. How do cultural systems oppress women? Cultural systems are norms, values, beliefs, traditions, and practices that shape the way people think, feel, and behave in a society. Cultural systems can oppress women by imposing expectations, limitations, or judgments on them based on their gender. Cultural systems can also justify or normalize the oppression of women by appealing to religion, tradition, or morality. Some examples of cultural systems that oppress women are beauty standards. Beauty standards are the ideals of physical appearance that are considered attractive or desirable in a society. Beauty standards are often influenced by media, advertising, celebrities, and fashion. Beauty standards can oppress women by imposing unrealistic, unhealthy, or harmful expectations on them based on their body shape, size, color, hair, skin, or facial features. Beauty standards can also discriminate against women who do not conform to them by labeling them as ugly, unworthy, or inferior. Personally, I have experienced this. Maybe one of these days, I'm going to talk about my own personal experience with beauty standards. Like, I've gone through that whole feeling ugly, people calling you unattractive shit. Like, this is real. And I've experienced it. So, it's like, you know, believe people live experiences. This is different from me on another level. Now, beauty standards can affect women's self-esteem, body image, mental health, physical health. They can also expose them to various forms of pressure or harassment or violence from others. Another example of cultural systems that oppress women is honor culture or purity culture. Honor culture is a system of values that emphasizes the importance of reputation, respect, and loyalty in society. Which at first, it doesn't sound so bad, does it? I mean, what is wrong with loyalty? What is wrong with respect? What is wrong with reputation? Honor culture is often associated with collectivistic traditional or religious societies. Honor culture can oppress women by placing the body of honor on them and their sexuality. So, the women are expected to be the honorable ones. I'm sure we've all experienced this now. Don't bring honor, don't bring shame to your family, especially when it comes to virginity. Honor culture can also punish women who violate these expectations by shaming, isolating, or arming them. Honor culture can also enable men to control, dominate, or abuse women in the name of Honor, eh, name of honor. In February 2021, a Nigerian woman named Maimuna Abdullah was sentenced 20 years in prison for killing her husband in self-defense after he allegedly tried to rape her. She had been married off at the age of 13 and had suffered years of abuse and violence from her husband. Her case highlights the cultural system of patriarchy that oppresses women in Nigeria by subjecting them to harmful practices such as child marriage, forced marriage, polygamy, and domestic violence. This is a typical example, and this is not just a story. It's a real-life something. And it's not just one person. It's what millions of people in Nigeria, millions of women in Nigeria are facing every single day. Like, come on. Damn! We need to do better. And I'm guessing to that. How we can do better? I'm guessing to that. Stick, stick around. Now, legal systems. How do legal systems oppress women? Legal systems are the sets of laws, policies, and institutions that regulate the rights, obligations, and behaviors of people in a society. 
Legal systems can oppress women by creating or enforcing rules that discriminate against them based on their gender. Legal systems can also fail to protect women from violence, abuse, or exploitation by others. Legal systems can also deny women access to justice or fair treatment in courts or other legal processes. Which is why you should be following me on Instagram. I did a post on laws, sexist laws in Nigeria. You guys should like go follow me on Instagram at Feminist Inc. says I post the best content there. Like top-notch feminist content. But that is divert. I divert. Now, some examples of legal systems that oppress women are Personal status laws. Personal status laws are laws that govern family matters such as marriage, divorce, custody, inheritance, or guardianship. Personal status laws can oppress women by restricting their autonomy, choice, or consent in these matters. Personal status laws can also grant men more rights, power, or authority than women in these matters. Personal status laws can also subject women to harmful practices such as child marriage, forced marriage, polygamy, or female genital mutilation. Yep. Criminal laws. Criminal laws are laws that define what constitutes a crime and what are the penalties for committing a crime. Criminal laws can oppress women by criminalizing their sexuality, reproduction, or identity. Criminal laws can also fail to criminalize or punish acts of violence against women, such as rape, domestic violence, honor killings, or trafficking. Criminal laws can also impose harsher penalties on women than men for the same crimes or for crimes related to self-defense or survival. Just like that example I gave before, that woman that killed her husband because he allegedly tried to rape her. Like, and someone that was married off at the age of 13. That's rape. There's no allegedly there. They, they married someone at the age of 13. Is that not rape? An older man. Old enough to probably be her father. I'm very, 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 very sure. Labor laws. Labor laws are laws that regulate the conditions rights and benefits of workers in the labor market. Labor laws can oppress women by excluding them from certain occupations or sectors based on their gender. So, so true. Labor laws can also fail to protect women from discrimination, harassment, or exploitation in the workplace. Labor laws can also deny women equal pay, opportunities, or benefits as workers. Labor laws can also lack provisions for maternity leave, childcare, or flexible work arrangements for women. These are just some of the examples of legal systems that oppress women. There are many other forms of dimensions, forms and dimensions of oppression that women face depending on their legal context. No, I've always wondered that. Why don't men go on maternity leave? I mean, <laughs> it's both of us that give birth to the child. This is a teamwork, team effort. I feel like the man should also get to go on paternity leave or whatever they want to call it. Maternity leave, paternity leave, my paternity leave. Ha ha ha. Get it? Get it? Okay, yeah, that was dry. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Jokes are not my forte. But seriously, why don't guys go on paternity leave? Which implies, automatically implies that raising the child is the job of the woman. The man's job just go to work, bring money, and then it's done. But keep in mind that the woman is also going to work and she's also bringing money. So, in March 2021, Nigeria's federal lawmakers rejected a constitutional amendment that would have granted citizenship to foreign husbands of Nigerian women, a right that is currently granted to Nigerian men with foreign wives. Can you see? Can you see? Sexism is in our bones, is in our blood. Like... They also rejected an amendment that would have introduced affirmative action to ensure that more women can participate in politics and government leadership. 
These decisions reflect the legal discrimination and exclusion that Nigerian women face in their own country. Omar, this is the longest episode I have. I've had like a solo episode for so long since season one. All my episodes, all my episode 10 minutes, highest 11 minutes. But I said this season two, we're going harder, we're going stronger. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So I listed that. Okay, I said that. Just a quick recap. I said that. There are systems of oppression. Misogyny is systemic. And there are systems in place that oppress women. Cultural systems, legal systems, economic systems. I'm trying to remember. Cultural, legal, religious. I didn't talk about religious system, but that's also there. And economic systems. They are all there and they oppress women in one way or another. I just wanted to say that. You may be wondering, how can we fight back against this systemic misogyny? Well, there are many things we can do. We can educate ourselves and others about the causes and consequences of misogyny, which is what I do as a feminist podcaster and activist. We can speak out and raise awareness about the issues and challenges that women face. We can organize and mobilize for collective action and social change. We can support and empower each other as women and allies. We can challenge and resist the patriarchal norms and values that fuel misogyny, and we can demand and claim our rights and spaces as equal citizens and human beings. It's not an easy plan, and it will take time, effort, and courage. It will face opposition, backlash, and backlash with backlash. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it is worth it because we deserve better. We deserve respect, freedom, and justice. We deserve to live in a society that values us, not hates us. We deserve to be ourselves, not what others want us to be. We, de- we deserve to own our own bodies, our minds, our voices, and our choices. And we will not stop until we get it. Yep, and that is a wrap for today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Tell me, do you, do you prefer the longer form of episodes or I should go back to go- doing the shorter form of episodes? Tell me what you think. You can send me a DM on Instagram as Feminist Inc. says... Um, you can leave it in the comments if you are listening from my website. You can leave it in the comments. And yeah, send me a DM of Feminist Success. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram across all social media platforms. Subscribe, leave a rating, a review, wherever you are listening to your podcast. It really, really, really helps me out. This is Ayo, your chief ranting officer, your amazing host, that baby girl, baby girl for life, you know. And signing out. Bye.